Hello, this is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the 82nd episode of the PJ Archive. It's an interview I did with the English pianist, bandleader, singer, composer and television presenter Jules Holland. He had made his name as the keyboard player with the rock group Squeeze and also recorded and performed as a solo artist as well as co-presenting the hit music series The Tube on British telly and Sunday Night in America. This interview took place in London in 1990, when Jules was hosting a later style music show for the satellite channel B-Sky B. Is this your sort of show though? Is this what you like to be doing? Yes, because the the music acts are very good on it, and we sort of, for ourselves, and yes, it's good fun. But you seem to be getting more and more work as a compare. I suppose it's effectively what your main job is in this show, isn't it? Well, and the musical director really is the... Yeah. And also, as the um, the host of the show. Yeah, that's but that's the easy part, really, because it's right. just L.O.E. is so-and-so. Yeah. But the, the, the more complicated and involved part is working out the songs of the, the people, yeah. you know. So I think it's more, a bit more of that than it would be just being a, a host. How do you feel about that? side of things, because that's basically what most people see you doing these days, isn't it? Well, I wonder. You're not really worried about what you're No, not much, but uh, I mean, there again, one should be concerned about how you're being perceived, perhaps, but, but uh, so I did a show in America, it was like, it was just music, with a bloke called David Sanborn, I don't know if you've heard it from his, isn't it, um, and Marcus Miller and Omar Hakim, and we were sort of a group, we'd have people come and play with us, mostly American soul and jazz people. Um, and for that show, which is called Sunday Night, which I did for about a year, we were like the co-hosts, but really the main point of it was the music. The saying hello was just in between it. So I don't think it's much being a good host if you don't actually do anything. I mean, I can't tell you, I'm not a comedian, I don't know any jokes or anything. Um, you work pretty well as a comedian, don't you? I mean, it seems to work out. Uh, well, uh, Is that sort of accidental? You sort of want it, you don't presume you I think it's accidental. Hurts. You seem to be very ad-libber. Yes, yes, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, if I had to, I wouldn't like to do comedy for a living. Right. I feel, I only feel confident because I think all I can go and play the piano and people will be quiet. <laughs> right. Is that where you're most at home, playing the piano, basically? Because you certainly seem to be very relaxed when you're in front of a keyboard, basically. Yes, I think it probably is. And when mixing the two is good fun, I think, like in this case. It is like a turn of a century music hall, I suppose. Mm. But what about uh, the satellite angle? Because to many people, might appear to be a backward step going into satellite television, cable television, rather than mainstream television, which is what you have been known for. Or um, yes, I, I can see it. Um, I mean, I think there are two things. One is, of course, I was, I sort of was planning a show not dissimilar from this with the BBC, and they were half talking about doing it, and then Channel Four were half talking about doing it, and then BSB said we really want to do it. Um, these shows cost an enormous amount of money and for instance the BBC actually couldn't afford to do this show I don't know why but they couldn't they do one, they do one in Paramount City which is a tiny club, no money, you know but to set it all, you know, to have a really top house band you know, and to have a big set built and have a big club full cost money to do so in a curious sort of way you couldn't, you could do it with probably, you could do it with Channel 4 but you couldn't do it with the BBC which is how I was trying to do it and they were trying to work out, but trying to work out otherwise to do it cheaply and you can't and so really, because they were going up the same path as I was, so I thought, well, that sounds fine with me, you know. What about the, the, the working for satellite and cable? How, do you think that's where the future is, or how do you feel about satellite cable? No, I mean, I'm not interested in stuff. You see, I think, you think people's perception of satellite, because of Sky, perhaps, 
is that it's really cheap and American looking. But I think if you see this, you get you realise that it. I mean, and what they're trying to do is trying not to be cheap. They're spending a lot of money on the programmes. You got a dish at home? No, I don't, I don't know. You can't can't buy them yet. I don't think can you. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Will you have one? I mean, you into Yeah, I can see myself on the telly. The programme is coming, sort of, as they say, in the publicity blurb from the heart of the West End. There's quite a lot of programmes seem to be coming from Surrey, particularly satellite programmes at the moment. Is that like sort of absolute beginner style, sort of the trendy places, the West End, and trying to bring it back into fashion? Is that how you no, see I think, it? No, I think, well, I think the, the, the place to be for a long time has been the West End, but um, television programmes weren't made there, that was all. But I mean, it's where all the theatres are, and clubs and everybody is, isn't it? Um, I mean, nobody's in Shepherd's Bush apart from the BBC, are they? But actually, my lawyer lives there, but other than that, you know what I mean? Like, for a night out. So it's much more sensible that I think it's in the West End. But um, I don't know what other cable stuff is happening in the way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether there's anything else other than these shows that they do here. Well, Sky did one too. I mean, even Derek Jameson's chat show comes to us. Paramount Theatre, yep. Yeah. Yep. Again, you see, that's 100 seat of theatre, 150 seat of theatre, you know. It's not so showy. I think that's this is quite a show busy show. You know, it's like bigger size, which are I think is, it works well. I mean, are you often a West End? I like London's fashion, I like fashion of West End. I like London. I like City. And every television show I've been done, so I spend, I suppose, half of my time is, is taken up, um, until now I've been taken up with touring, and then the rest of it I've been taken up with television stuff. So it means I'm always away, and the television shows, like The Tube was in Newcastle, The Show I did in New York, was in New York, Google's in Newcastle. I've never ever made a television programme in London and suddenly you come into the West End and it's all like it's all around you, you know. How do you feel about being in London rather than anywhere else? Well, you actually live in London as mm. well, don't you? I used to like going to Newcastle very much. But um, there is something quite exciting about being in I mean it is after all the metropolis, isn't it? Yeah. No, it is rather exciting. Although I live here, I live in the suburbs, I don't live in the centre of it, so it's quite exciting with coming. Since you mentioned the tubes, do you regret your famous folk art? Um, no, I think it was more of a, an inadvertent slip of the tongue. I was listening to tongue. Were you? Yes, I was one of the one few, the few people who were, yes. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking, hang on, did he really say that? Yes. And in slow motion in my mind I was thinking, be there or be completely, I thought, don't say square, because that's so boring, everybody says that, and I, and I just lost the thread of it for a moment. But there you go. I mean, no, it didn't. A completely, un- be there or be completely ungroovy, but completely ungroovy in slow, in slow motion, completely ungroovy, and okay. uh, oops, yeah, how did it become? I, was quite, I think I'd just woken up as well, which didn't help. Yeah. And then somebody said, is that what he said? And then somebody said, no, no, they made up another word and said I'd said that. And then a helpful man from the, whoever it is, said, no, I've got a type of it. But it didn't really make any much difference, you know. But I mean, it sort of enhanced your image somewhat, didn't it? As a sort of no, I don't, think it, I don't think it helped my image. I think it, uh, I mean, I don't think it did work one way or the other, really. I mean, I think it, uh, it was a minor day. I mean, you know, I was, it was, I was off the programme for a couple of weeks, didn't I? But you, yeah, but you were always promoted as being, you know, this alternative type of person, you know, sort of wacky comedian, as they keep on, the words that keep coming up. How do you feel about that kind of label? I mean, it's not embarrassing. Well, if that, if that sort of label's put it, if I, was, if I was billed as a wacky comedian, I'd be incredibly embarrassed. Mm. People come and they'd be so disappointed. I don't, I don't think they think about me as, as um, an alternative comedian, I don't think. An alternative lifestyle, yes, a giver of love, yeah. but not um, not a. No, I think you say I don't know, but you see, music has been the main, my main source of work most of the time. But I suppose people see you run on the television. No, I don't. I don't. I think I think you see how you could. Yes, you could be part of say 
a more modern view of television. But I don't think. Um, I mean, what would you go under? I wonder, well, I suppose, I mean, I suppose when the young ones first started, they were what you could have called alternative, but that was sort of ten years ago or something now, wasn't it? I mean, it's not... I mean, the, the things that start off being alternative end up being the mainstream, don't they, really? Like in music, when Squeeze first started, we were alternative acts, and then they weren't. And then when the young ones first started, or when French and Saunders first started, they were working on what was described as the alternative cabaret scene. But now they're what you would describe as mainstream comedians. Because, I mean, I think the word alternative just means, really, it means new, doesn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Which I'm not particularly now. Uh, and so it just means, um, that's, I think that's the... But I think alternative being funny, you wouldn't want it to mean. If alternative means new in that sense, who do you see as the future of the sort of entertainment industry? Uh, well, I think uh, Vic Reeves and, um, would be very big. He's on that uh, <laughs> show. He's on this show again tonight. Yeah. I think he'll be very good, because small children and old people find him very funny, and I think that's a very good, strong point. Um, and uh, I don't know who else. Because you're doing quite a lot for them. I mean, this show also helps a lot of people with talent who haven't necessarily been given recognition yet. We have a lot of new new people on. Partly one, partly because we're an unknown show, mm. and so we can't. It's a bit hard to get. We've got Frankie Howard coming on, which is good. But we have a lot of yeah new and new new performers who come from the what, what the what I would describe, you could call it the alternative cabaret circuit, which is now, see, as I say, it starts off becoming the alternative cabaret circuit, but now it's starting to grow so much that it's bigger than what would be the established cabaret circuit, because there are so many people going to see it. And so we take a lot of the acts from that who aren't on the television yet, but who, who will be, and some of them you can see that will go on and work and get better, and others will just, you know, they have one bit that they do, and that's it really, you know, speciality acts. But I mean, is this a sort of personal crusade on your part to try and get unknown people no. No, no. I mean, I think it's good. It's, it's good to give exposure to people, mm. and also it helps the show because there's lots of good acts that don't get on the television because nobody bothers to go out and find them. And I, I think it's good to get them on, but I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't uh, call it my 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 crusade. Do you think that the TV fame has taken away from your recognition as a jazz pianist? Uh, <laughs> no, not really. I don't. I don't know. No, I think it's because uh, I think if I, if I only. Um, did things without without performing. I mean, if I kept it to myself, then it wouldn't. But I think probably uh, I'm loath to go on piano, to go on television without a piano, much really. So um, I think people are probably aware of that. And, and the other thing, I've spent ages, and that's sort of making a, a record which I just finished, which is being sort of solo album. Yeah, yeah, which is out and being publicised. So I think people are probably aware of that. Or I hope they are. Maybe they're not at all. It must be very satisfying having two. Quite different careers. He's obviously a very creative person. Does that satisfy all your creative needs? Or? Well, you could try and do too much, couldn't you? I suppose mm. I mean, it's hard to be good at two things. But I think as long as you, it is strength because it's like, uh, yes, I mean it is. It is good doing that as long as it does, and, and it, when they both overlap like this, it's good because forming the music, playing that, and being, you know, it's, so this is where it works perfectly. Well. I mean, it, it does get a. I think it could. It could. Damage it a bit if you I mean, but it's not the sort of thing I'd do. I suppose if I did something like a chat show or something like that. But I don't think I'd be very good at that, so I don't think I'd do that really. Or uh, has entertaining always been in your bones and your something which you did as a kid? I think it must be. Uh, yes, I think. Yes. Have um, you got any early memories of standing up and making a deal with yourself on in the front of the family? I remember. I remember at um, school, we had a thing where you had to talk for a minute. I was about nine or something. And I could do that very easily on things. And it was all. 
ants, I think. And because um, I was a sort of cocky bastard at the talk for a long time about anything. But I remember on my report it said if he spent more time, as it says on lots of, I've discovered lots of people, who are musicians, or do, if he spent more more time studying his work and less time trying to entertain the other people in the class. And, 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 but little did they know, of course. What age did you leave school? Were you one of these people that left early and went straight into showbiz? Mm. I was asked to leave, and um, and uh, tell me why. Well, lots of it was lots of things, that, but it was one thing after another, one thing after another, and then I think the final thing was. Um, it was, something, it was something silly like, um, in fact it was a sixpence had rolled under a teacher's car and to retrieve it, we thought it would be like, the only way we thought was that it would be to bounce, you know if you bounce a car, it bounces up and down to bounce it to one side, and he came and so I was doing this and said, so, trying to get sixpence back, so whatever it was. And that wasn't, that wasn't, you know, that, that in itself wasn't, but because there had been so many things, and we told them, we told them, and that was it, and they said, no, you've got to go now, have them. Well, you actually, I'll know that was obviously quite a trivial incident, were you quite anarchic as a kid or not? No, misunderstood, I think. I mean, it was like the car, misunderstanding. So that was a trivial incident, but it was lots of lots of things like that. You know, right. if you have something like that every yeah, week, in the end they say, no, come on, we've had yeah. enough of that. Oh, no, it's you again. It's that and thing. how old were you then, about 16? No, about 15. Because yeah. I was just under school living, so they said, well, you can go, but legally, we don't want, you know, it's not no point, because you're not going to go to another school, so you just sort of... And I thought, great. Yeah, I <laughs> it suits me just fine, mate. Right. And you'd already been playing the piano for some time, hadn't you, by that stage? A little bit, and we had... A, we do odd shows in pubs with me and the guitarist from Speed. And this, that, I thought, well, that's all right. You know, I'm playing in pubs and people like you and, you know, people want to be your friend and girls want to know you and you can buy your friend's drinks because you've got sort of five quid for playing when they, they haven't. So from then on, we never looked back, really. Was this in the family um, entertaining or anything? Was there any were your parents involved in the entertainment? No, no, not at all, no. What were they, what were they involved in? Not anything in particular, not no, 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 just sort of ordinary sort of... My mother, my mother didn't work on it, no. father just had an ordinary job on that. What did they think of your ambitions of going to show business? Um, they uh, seemed to... they were very supportive, they thought it was a good idea. I think all parents at first, I mean probably whatever a child wants to do, I think it's a bad idea, like if you said, oh, I'm going to be a journalist, they think, oh yes, but I mean, it's not a proper job, is it? Or whatever you, whatever you, whatever anybody says, I'm sure, you know, I've got children, I'm sure, whatever they say, or I'll say, well, that's not a good idea, you know, whatever it is. But I think they could see there wasn't much point in doing anything else. You know, I wasn't going to be a, a lawyer, uh, to be honest, um, and I wasn't going to be a, you know, whatever. Is there anyone who gave you a dream, as it were, and uh, want to be like that, anyone who influenced you particularly? No, I used to like... The Beatles, when I was small, and I used to like Ray Charles and jazz music, and, and I sort of wanted to be like them. I there wasn't one person who I modelled myself on. So there wasn't like a Beatles concert you went to and suddenly sparked off and said, I've got to do that? No, no, I always, I always liked that. I think when I saw the film Help as a child, I thought, yeah, I really want to do that, whatever that is. <laughs> live, out, live in a world of your own fantasy, you know. But did you have any idea that you would make it, as it were? Or when did you first realise you might actually crack it? Well, it's all... Uh, Relative, and it's the things that build up over a period of time because, like, up until the tube, I mean, we sold the millions of records that hadn't really been that successful, you know, and toured in big places. It's, it's all lots of little things that add up to the uh, But I suppose it's in the last uh, few last few years I've felt more confident that you can just get on with what you're going to do and not you don't feel that it's such a struggle anymore. Because unlike perhaps your fellow members of Squeeze, you've got another career which you can lead on to. But once the rock and roll stars get to a certain age, they tend to get disregarded, don't they? Isn't it? 
no, I don't, well, I don't think they do. Not the petals. The ones that are right don't. I mean, it's the ones that stay in there. They get bigger and bigger. If you if it, like, you know, Van Morrison or, um, you know, they tend to sort of just keep going. I think it's a, it's a, it's a thing to. I think that's what people do generally in music or showbiz. They, that's what you notice they do. They just keep going. You wish they'd stop sometimes. It's quite an, an, an unsettling existence, though, isn't it? Um, this business, basically. No, I think it's been uh, it's been very interesting. And uh, if I hadn't done this, then what would I want to do? I'm trying. I had various other things I was quite interested in. I wanted to have a toy shop, but there's not really any. So I probably would have done that, wouldn't I? I had a toy shop. Well, I like garages, so maybe I'd have had a garage. You know, I don't know, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Or maybe I'd, I like painting, maybe I'd have been a painter, but I think it's a bit unlikely. Are these things which you still pursue in your spare time, as well, as going to cars or painting? Not cars, really. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I do a bit of Sunday painting, armchair. I'm a bit of a, a fag packet sort of armchair palladio. Knock up the old building design, but only only for my own um, you know, amusement and relaxation, I think. But not as, um, it's not really the time, because the, 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 I mean, this general music or takes up most of the time really. But when you are away from work as it were, how much time do you like to spend at home getting away from it all? How much time are you actually living it up and um, living the highlight? Well I live it up 28 hours a day, me. It's not a moment's piece. Is that the way you like it? That's where you want it to be presumably? So I mean I have a break every once in a while. Well, I don't go on holiday or anything like that. But, um, when did you last have a holiday then? Well, I went for four days about a month ago. That was quite nice. But I don't sort of go to somewhere for two weeks and have a holiday. Which I did last year for the first time for about five years, which I quite liked actually. I went on a canal boat, that was nice, pottering along. Something to do. I like, I like things to do. I don't like not doing anything. Did you go with the family? Yeah, we were all friends, family, different people came and went, some came, others went, and more came. And, you know, as a sort of casual uh, Winnie the Pooh sort of existence. Sort of. Are you quite a family man though, or not? Oh, yes, I spend a lot of hours and hours with my children, yeah, yeah. But that's exhausting, you can't, you I mean, that's a showbiz job, isn't it? Even they're entertained. I mean, are you quite a different person away from them? And do you set them, are you quite strict on children and all that sort of No, I'm hopeless early, not strict, um, and I, I just indulge them all the time, and I'm not very good at that at all. But on the other hand, I don't, I, don't, um, I mean, I make a point of um, not, uh, you know, I have maybe one cigarette in the evening, but I'd never let them know that I did that, you know, sort of toad of toad hall type person at home. So I try to set them, sort of, I don't know, I don't actually, I never try to set them examples, we just get on with whatever we're doing, really. Try and avoid them sort of falling under buses or whatever, you know, that, that's what's there. Do they show any signs of following in your interests? No, I think they're a bit small, really, to be, uh, all they like is Ghostbusters, and that's, that's, and they're um, four and six. Do they look like you at all? No, nothing like me at all. People remark on it often, no, probably not related to me, even, I don't know. Do you have any great hopes for them there as far as you know, are you going to be very supportive if they want to go into show business or um, have you thought about that? Yes I have but I don't think I think my daughter who's only four but she's I think she'd like to be an actress and I would I would encourage them to do whatever they wanted but on the other hand I think that I'd also I think it's it's if you, as long as you've got something that you do that you enjoy doing it doesn't really matter about I think that there's that sort of philosophy of keep your needs to a minimum and then you'll be always be quite satisfied. So in other words like worse, or what if I have the well, worst place if I didn't have any money or anything, as long as I could get, get enough money to get a piano and a little room and, and um, access to a library, I'd be quite happy really, you know, that's all, you don't need anything else, I wouldn't need anything else other than that. And so it's just finding the things that you need and so, 
you know, if a child likes drawing or building or making things, as long as they've got that and they can do that in their adulthood, it's not, I don't think it matters that they're not, they don't have to be, I mean, if they want to be, they should be encouraged to be, to be, you know, have a career or do whatever, but if, if it's not, what, but that's not everybody's thing, you know, so if they don't want to do that, they should find things that satisfy them and, uh, and keep them content, you know. Do the luxuries in life not appeal to you in particular? You quite want them just for simple uh, no, I'm incredibly decadent. No, I'm not incredibly decadent. What's the word for it? No, uh, no. I mean, uh, but they're not. But I don't. I think it's the sort of thing is if you have luxuries, you can only you should only have them if you know that you can do without them. Because otherwise, I, mean, I don't know what luxuries are. Really. Well, I do actually. Car phone. That's a luxury, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. That's a drummers. Yeah. That's a luxury I have. I use this one. <laughs> it's just quite funny, actually. I hope it rings and it's for me, because he really hates it, and all it does is it's ringing it for me all the time. Well, are you one of those people that's finding you're having to keep up with the times, even though, like carrying one of those things around, even though you don't keep on top? Yeah, or carrying his one around, even though I don't want to. Yeah, but I mean, the car phone's handy. I've noticed that, because we're on tour at the moment, and the car, yeah. I mean, I say keep up with the times. I don't know, really. I sent, uh, I've never been that contemporary. I've always tried to have half one one foot in the present and one foot in history mm. or one foot in the future with my sort of crutch dangling above the present I suppose that's really the way I, I'd, uh, I've been but there's a lot in the modern world to keep up with technology and whatever you know and I keep up with that I have a recording studio and I keep up with that so where, where do you see your future lying I mean, you've got so many avenues you could go down to. is there only one in particular no I think this I, mean, I spent a long time the record that I've just finished I spent a long time doing and so I will spend a long time doing the next one. Maybe I won't, maybe I'll do the next one really quickly. But I like doing that, and that was very uh, enjoyable doing that. And so I'll do another one of those, you know. Hopefully this one will go all right, which will mean we can do quite a few more of them. So we'll be doing that. But also shows like this, I think, shows where, which involve playing. And we're going to do a film, for, I'm going to do a film uh, about music in... Um, I did one about Nashville, uh, about New Orleans, rather. Once. We're going to do another one about sort of rhythm and blues in the widest sense of the word for Channel 4. Is there anything you're planning to do, like acting No, I don't think I'd be a very good actor. I mean, I think the thing about actors is a bit like actors when they, when they, or sort of footballers when they become singers. I think it's best for people to stick to what they, they can do, I think. And I, don't, I think I'd be a useless actor. I don't think I'd be very good at that. I wouldn't mind being known as a person that tapped, turned down the Bond role, but I don't think uh, I would have had me. I wouldn't mind doing Bond. How would you have played him? Much as I am, really. You know, casual but smart. Cheers, M, I'd say. License to thrills. Things like that. What are the uh, future plans for really, you at the moment? You've got this, uh, your solo album out, you've got this programme going. How many other TV programmes are you involved in? Well, there's another, I don't know, nine of these or something. Like that. I'm going to be touring my record. Then once that finishes, I'll have to go and push my record in America. And um, I'll do a jukebox jury and um, this film for Channel 4. And then we'll do a special for Channel 4 as well, music special for Christmas. Do you think you're most happy when you're with Squeeze? No, I've just I've left them in fact because I mean, I'm quite happy with them, but the trouble is they go on tour for so long that, uh, like for instance, they're about to embark on a 10 week tour of America with Fleetwood Mac, and every year we go on big tours of America. And to be honest, I find that. Um, when anybody says to be honest, you always know they're about to make something up. It's like when people say, I'm not a vindictive man, and you always know they are. Or they say, I'm reasonable, or, and you know that they're not. You know. no, but Squeeze spent so much time in America that um, I found, it's the same with this show in America, the Sunday night show, I had to stop doing it because 
was stopping me from seeing uh, my children at any length. And also, you know, for 10 weeks, you, when they're so small, everything changes so much. And also, I couldn't get my record finished, which is the one thing I've been trying to finish for sort of three or four years. And so I stopped, I've stopped doing Swiss although I'm sure I'll work with them again at some point in the future. But I have stopped with them. So um, I'm uh, pushing my record on my own, really. What about hopes and ambitions, then, uh, yourself? I mean, do you have any great hopes, personally? Or... I'm not ambitious, really. Uh, I mean, no, I suppose I'd, ho I'd hope that the record does all right. I'd be more concerned with its success than other things, but it wouldn't, you know, if it doesn't, if a record doesn't uh, doesn't work out, you know, well, I'll do another one, it won't be the end of the world. But I don't, there's nothing, I mean, for myself, that I'd like to see. You know. Obviously, I'd like to see less tears and more laughter in the world, but, I mean, uh, it's not any... It's not, I don't, it's not like I'd like to captain England cricket team or would like to do a, a, a film with um, Robert De Niro or something like that. What about in... 20, 30 years' time, how do you see yourself? Like Count Basie, I think. You know, I do some stuff with a big band sometimes, and I think that there's so few of them that I think that, that might be the way to, to end up. It's difficult to make it pay, of course, but I think that would work out all right. Having, um, is money important to you? Uh, well, I mean, it is as important as, as, as to anybody when it's, uh, you know, you need um, to uh, you know, make a living. Everybody needs to do that. But um, I don't do it to... Um, I mean, I don't. I'm, well, I did it for money because that's what I get. Because I need to make a living. But I mean, I don't. It's not like, you know, once things are established, and once you sort of, you've, you've got a bit of money, it's not like it doesn't. You know, it's not my whole thing. I say, well, I've got to get as much as I can. No, that's not. It's not. Uh, it's, it's more the things than the, uh, than the cash. One last question. With with the 21st century coming up, all that sort of thing. How do you view the world today and in general? And, and very poor. Very poor indeed. I think there's a lot of. Um, Shoddiness uh, in attitude, slovenly standards of uh, not enough courtesy, very poor courtesy. Um, so it's, I'm in, a, I'm in a, a, a bike club that has their ethos as courtesy. You know, there's not enough hello, how are you doing, cheers, not enough tipping of hats to elderly people generally, not enough people reading books, too many people watching the television, and it's all going to, won't be disastrous, but it'll be just incredibly bland and boring, and it'll be just all people with bloody. They'll all have these, and they'll be walking up and down with their, you know, in a dull and sad world without imagination, colour, and beauty. Well, you can help to change that, can't you? Well, I'm going to try to, yes. By wearing, by wearing a loud tie. No more than that. I think if everybody just wore a tie and smiled a bit more, the world would be a better place. <laughs>